Welcome to Podleadum. That's Top Model Podcast spelled backwards. I'm Alexander Price, and I laugh at that. I don't accept that at all. I'm Hannah Jane Ginsburg, and it's literally a crazy four. And I'm J.D.B. Crump, and my favorite feature is the My Ford Touch. <laughs> and we're, of course, talking about Cycle 16, Episode 7, Eric Damon, or, as I like to refer to it, the girl who is strong. You're the weak one. <laughs> <laughs> And if you're strong, you can be a sponsor of our podcast by going to anchor.fm slash podleadum. One more time, because repetition helps memory, it's anchor.fm slash podleadum. And you can be a sponsor for as little as 99 cents. Let's say you have a dollar or <laughs> as much as nine ninety nine, which is $10. <laughs> you got 10 of them. You got 10 of them. <laughs> double double <laughs> double double clapping to me is <laughs> clapping to me is just double doubling now <laughs> previously on alexandria exists and no one else does bye <laughs> no dangling and literally they only mention alexandria and then it's like and monique went home no there is no and oh there isn't no mm. monique just gets to go home michaela said monique shouldn't have been in the bottom Agree. Michaela also says that the show picked a, quote, ridiculous photo of her. Michaela is not having it this episode. Michaela said, I've been working in this industry since I was 15 years old, and there are some shenanigans. As soon as Tyra told her, we didn't pick any of your good photos, Michaela was like, bye. Mm Mm-hmm. Also, is this, is Cycle 16 just a competition for models who have been working for almost 10 years? (laughs) Michaela got on the phone to her agent and said, get me the fuck out of here. Uh Uh-huh. And Brittany has lost something. Her mind. Like, was she just venting to Monique? Was that where all of this had been going before? And now that Monique is gone, the camera is going to get all of it? Or was the show stockpiling this footage? I don't know. I think also narration has gone out the window. Mm -hmm. We don't know what's going on half the time because now every talking head is about Alexandria and opinions about Alexandria. It's just there, starting with Brittany, transferring over to Molly, but including basically the rest of the house. Alexandria must be doing more than we're seeing for this level of ire i don't think we've ever and i'm including jade because mm-hmm. there were still times and where they moments were laughing where, where well they, jade still had nena yeah. yeah i just i can't get over how much such a large contestant pool hates and i mean britney can say all she wants about not hating people oh, later in the oh, episode <laughs> this Brittany is basically said britney basically said this wasn't a real win because alexandria stayed i just I can't get over this this whole episode. It's uncomfortable to watch. She starts referring to her as that. Yeah. In a, I'm going to deliberately dehumanize you way. Yeah. And knowing a lot of Alexandria's backstory as a viewer, 
it's even harder. It's even worse. You also read her diary. Weren't she and Hannah just rubbing Molly's head together? Yes. Well, and I think that this is where, as a spoiler, Alexandria gets so pissed. Because what we are seeing in the confessionals and in small groups and what is happening while Alexandria is there is not consistent. Well, and it's also someone who we know Alexandria can't read the room. At all. Oh, yeah. So when people are making it more difficult for her to read the room, which is already something she's bad at, for her, it really must seem shocking. Yeah. Remember on the petite cycle where they made Laura who is severely dyslexic, and then messed up the teleprompter. (laughs) Yep. That's what they're doing to Alexandria. Alexandria cannot read this room, and they're also making the room unreadable. Yes. New little things. She is already room dyslexic. (laughs) (laughs) But hey, guys, new little things. Oh, new little things. (laughs) New little things. Jacqueline is here as a palate cleanser every so often. God bless her. And now that Monique is gone... Kasha has picked up random accent mantle. <laughs> mm-hmm. The digital art, before we get to the new little things, is... Which has a blue filter on top of it. Wild. Temptress, you bore through and electric. And electric is in the 60s hippie font. Yep. Unreadable. I just wish what it said, better than a blonde. <laughs> <laughs> Out blonde the blonde. Oh my god, yes. Out blonde the blonde. Hey, it makes just as much sense as any other digital art. These bags that look like pillows. Pillows. I was like, oh, a mountain of throw pillows. They did look like pillows. I'm so glad I wasn't the only one. I wasn't going to say that. I'm so glad y'all thought that too. And little cards with little symbols on them. I wouldn't say little. I think these are full cardboard standees foam cores. These are huge. And these symbols are talked about in such a way that you would think it was something we all knew. knew. You know what it kind of reminded me of? I don't know if either of you have experienced this at all, because I know we had different religious and uh, attending services upbringings. Mm-hmm. Do you know what a Chris Mon tree is? I do not. Mm-mm. So they're they're kind of fascinating from a traditional standpoint. And my my Southern Baptist church growing up had this, but essentially there's a ton of traditional symbols and usually you cut them out of like white foam core and then you put them all up and they each symbolize a different thing. Mm-hmm. And that was the vibe of these symbols because it was kind of that like collectively they don't, they're not like themed necessarily. They're all very sure. different and distinct and it really felt like they picked the meaning first and then came up with the with symbol, symbol, which is not a criticism. It's just like, There's 12 symbols. It's a lot. Molly, we learn, is not bad at memorizing copy. She's not good at delivering copy, (laughs) but she's not bad at memorizing copy. Mm -hmm. And then we get the longest sepia flashback montage. Week over week over week over week. And to the credit, they do have at least one thing from every week. True. (laughs) But then they end with a Molly talking head With the weave still in. You can't use Talking Heads Ramali from whenever you want. Because we all know when they happen by what her head looks like. (laughs) I can't believe they thought they could get away with it. (laughs) No one will notice this. (laughs) We noticed her face looks different because she's 
so angry. She, you can't even hide that. <laughs> we she noticed so much constant pain. We noticed when Natasha lost bangs. We're gonna <laughs> notice this. <laughs> what is Alexandria? Gently pouring into the bathtub from this orange ceramic cup item. Some kind of bubble bath. Why did Alexandria let them film her in the bath? Monique had done that too. Bubble yeah, baths that, are just a that's thing. That's a Monique thing, clearly. Here's the thing. As terrible as this is for Alexandria, she has claimed the high ground. The bedroom and the bathtub just belong to Alexandria uh-huh. now. Things could be worse. Yeah, she has that entire ground floor to herself. In a very small apartment. Yeah, the rest are regulated to sprawling in the living room circle. Is Brittany eating guacamole <gasps> with a fork out of a pot? I thought it was eggs, but maybe I just think I everything know. is eggs. <laughs> These dishes are not being done. Which is because they've shunned Alexandria, who can cook. <laughs> <laughs> and probably clean, too. Maybe that was the last thing Monique did before she left. She was like, everything gets out of the fridge. (laughs) All of these bowls out of the fridge. So we head to, surprise, surprise, Smashbox Studios. There's nowhere else we could be headed to. Whoa, 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 (laughs) whoa. But this is Nigel's first time at Smashbox Studios. So we learn that this, and you know what? I'm going to give it to Nigel. Pretty good copy read. Mm. Yeah, yes. But he has no idea what to do with his hands. Nope. Well, he's never had to talk this long without at least his wife there. (laughs) He should have just held the camera the whole time. Honestly. He also made sure to dress in Ford-approved real American clothing. (laughs) I noticed that, too. (laughs) His Ford tough clothing. (laughs) And I will give him this before we... Mm -hmm. There was no ADR needed. No. This was a good copy read. Yeah. Good copy read. FordCares.com no longer exists. This is the Warriors in Pink campaign. And I know Hannah has some thoughts about <laughs> uh, Susan G. Komen for The Cure. Yeah, I want to go over the symbols real quick. Please yeah. do. Let's start yes. with the fun. Yeah. So they also apparently got to choose their symbol, which kind of makes sense. They were like there on the ground at some point. Maybe there was an instruction. So here's what they chose. And then I'll tell you the five that were not picked. Mm-hmm. And then I kind of want to hear what y'all would have picked. Picked. Okay. Just making a picture, right? Hannah picked the spiral, probably because it reminded her of the rings of her home planet. <laughs> Kasha picked the heart because she understands how that's probably a an easy pick. Molly does angel wings. What? Wild. <laughs> Alexandra picks tree of love, which feels correct. Mm. Sure. Michaela picks war paint. Jacqueline picks the warriors. Brittany picks the dove. And here's what's not picked. Chevron, which in theirs is just symbolized by two chevrons, two little like triangle pieces. Mm -hmm. Mm. Plants, feather, warrior circle, which has a very intricate design, and then crowned warriors. So we have war paint, warriors, and crowned warriors. And warrior circle. Mm. Exactly. I think I would have actually picked crowned warriors because I think that seems like such an easy prop and fashion thing. That was my instinct as well. How did Brittany with her tiara not pick that? Yes. I would have gone with Chevron because it's chic. Also, it kind of sounds like Chevy. So Ford and Chevy. (laughs) I would not have picked war paint. No. Can't believe other things got left and that one got picked. (laughs) 
Also yeah. angel wings. Mm. Although as we see in practice. <laughs> no, it's funny because all of these groups have symbols, but then the props don't match the symbols. No, not at all. There's and a we- lot of uh, translation that is fascinating. I just uh-huh. also can't believe Molly picked angel wings. I'm just shocked she didn't pick like warrior. One of the warrior. Wonder ones. if all those ethereal blondes are really fighting over the angel wings. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so look, many smarter people than I have written articles, books about corporate pink ribbon charity. There's a lot of stuff for you to read online. Susan G. Komen is incredibly problematic for many, many reasons. They were in the news. There were scandals. I'll give you a couple bullet points over the things that I find most offensive about Susan G. Komen. The biggest one being that only 20% of the money they raise actually goes to breast cancer research and prevention. Wow. Wow. Yes. 20%. The rest of it goes to paying themselves and raising awareness, which means, you know, putting pink ribbons on boxes of cereal, making perfumes and products for people to buy so they can then keep paying themselves. The CEO at one point was making more money than the CEO of the American Red Cross which is 10 times bigger of a company than Susan G. Komen. The other thing they spend a lot of their money on is litigating other charities for using the phrase for the cure. Suing other smaller charities for using the phrase for the cure. And the thing that really did them in the public eye. Generic phrase that almost any organization against any disease or ailment can, should be able to use. Mm Mm-hmm. And the other thing that really brought them a lot of negative attention was that at a certain point, they took away all the money they were giving Planned Parenthood to run screenings and mammograms because their CEO at the time was extremely Republican. When this came out, there was a huge backlash. Planned Parenthood raised a ton of money over it, and they very quickly reversed that decision. But it still happened. Mm. In conclusion, give your money to other charities who are actually sending that money where it needs to go. I would also say, too, that we live in a, and little PSA from JW, I mm-hmm. won't make this hyper-political. Whatever you personally care about and want to donate money to, take the extra moment. Do not believe social media. Do not believe people's Instagram feed posts that they are sharing. People have the best of intentions, but a lot of people share and donate to charities before researching stuff like this. Mm-hmm. Do your due diligence. I promise you, if you take the extra time to research charities, there's a lot you'll, out there. You'll, there's a lot out there, probably some more local ones that might mean more to you in the long run. Because yeah. or there's helping. a lot of info out there, too, of like, if you type in a charity name, you'll get yeah. both sides of the argument in that. Yeah, I, you know, I've, I've made donations to charities that I thought were doing something good and later found out stuff like what Hannah is describing from Susan G. Coleman and been like really disappointed. So take that extra time. Well, like anything else, for this is the little, the more you know section of the podcast. Da, 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 da. Today. Like anything else, activism has a learning curve and there's mm. nothing wrong with that. And you're going to make mistakes while you're participating. You're going to make mistakes with your money. Don't give it to these corporate charities who just exist to pay themselves. You're better than that. <laughs> and that's Pod Leadum saying, you're better than that. <laughs> <laughs> and you can just give it to us. 
That's our charity. You got a dollar? <laughs> For the cure. Oh, I knew you were going to say that. That's the perfect <laughs> sentence. Back to this challenge. They have to do their sort of. At first, it sounds like they have to do their own makeup, own hair, own styling. But turns out they're just delivering that information to a team. Yeah, I guess that's why Nigel said they have to pick it out. You yeah. have to pick out your own hair. So they had pictures that they got to choose. Well, also, speaking of Nigel delivering the copy well, and just a little one more thing to be mad about for me to be mad about. He says 100% of the net proceeds will go to the cause, quote unquote. <laughs> not research, not screenings, the cause. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alexandria has begun to work herself up already. And this idea that it's all fuel for the fire is in some ways. I think, because if I'm going to be not very generous to Alexandria, is fueling her inclination to be a victim. Mm. It's, it's, and I don't know when these talking heads are taking place, but we get a lot of platitudes about what doesn't kill me makes me stronger. And it's only going to make her better. <laughs> That's mm. not what Kelly meant by that at all, Alex. <laughs> I think you said it in a previous cycle, Hannah, but there seems to be a perfect storm of deliberate misunderstanding. Mm-hmm. And Brittany and Alex are on different sides of kind of, I just don't know if anyone's trying at all anymore. No, it sure doesn't feel like they are. By the way, these pictures, ultimately, I found them and shared them because the show doesn't even show us Alexandria's. Crazy. It's crazy that we don't see them in the context of the show. I, as we go through each of them and the weirdness, especially the props, just know that most of the props they use undo get cropped out of the final image. one. (laughs) And then... Also, there are, I showed Hannah and Alexander one version of these print ads. If you just Google this, there's so many different versions of this. There's one website that looks kind of official that was archived that only used five of them and used the full body ones and had pink text instead of the white of the one that Weird. I showed them and just decided that some weren't good enough. Jacqueline comes out in a bad outfit and Nigel is immediately patronizing of her. I love that little message. Ugh. I love this little this little oh, message. Man. She does come out in boxing gloves. She does come out in boxing gloves. Yes, warrior equals boxing. And these is this is what I really can't tell if they picked the props. Like once she picked warrior, was she obligated to the boxing gloves? I it think does, so. I guess, but none of the props match the thing at all. Sometimes the props would make more sense in another person's. <laughs> It's like they had a table and they didn't label which prop winch went, went with just what. Grab. <laughs> <laughs> that was a cross logic problem that just didn't happen. Let me say, in the grand tradition of Nigel deciding that every model needs to have a thought in her head at yeah, all times. Yeah, I hope they were all ready for Nigel's pop quiz, the challenge mm. within the challenge. Oh my God. When he asked Jacqueline what she's thinking and she goes, Beating the crap out of breast cancer. <laughs> Beating the crap out of breast cancer. No, it was a whisper. whisper. I know. <laughs> but I just... Beating the crap out of breast cancer! <laughs> Very strong language from Jacqueline. Crap? You're a butt <laughs> breast cancer! <laughs> I just... It's objectively so funny. 
how wholesome she is that even when she's riled up, <laughs> that's what you're getting from her. Also, and this it shouldn't be a surprise because breast cancer is something that affects so many folks and their families, but a lot of contestants share personal stories that seem to touch them about people in their lives that have dealt with, are survivors, succumb to breast cancer, and I don't know if succumb is the right word, but, you know, we're affected by breast cancer in some way. And the show doesn't feel equipped to or care hold, to or hold on the emotions that are actually happening here. At one point, Michaela gets very emotional and starts crying, and Nigel's just like, uh, yes, it, it feelings, feelings, thoughts, we have them. Big issue. Hug? And Michaela dodging the hug to only give a side hug. And you see the moment when she's like, nope. Nope. Now, Jacqueline's photo was taken a different day, different hair, different outfit. Oh, yeah. They put that neckerchief on at some point because she was wearing it at the end of the shoot. But I didn't know when that happened yeah, or why. it was on her arm. And then they <laughs> moved it to her neck and also did her hair in an updo. Yeah, the ultimate picture that you can find is extremely close up. It's a beauty shot. She looks gorgeous. She, she looks great, but it has She looks nothing. like Janice. Yeah, she does. The thing is, though, is that you can only, you can sometimes find the unedited pictures, but it's still the same picture. And a lot of times when you find these, they superimpose the symbol's name and the symbol on top of them. So to have this real close up shot with no body language, nor prop, and it just say, the warrior is a weird choice for a <laughs> Warriors. Two of them. <laughs> then we get Kasha, who is heart, a.k.a. Oh sword God. and shield. The sword, this Xena. It's very Xena warrior princess. <laughs> also, it feels like Kasha took three frames. The way it's edited is yes. like, flash, flash, flash. Well, we got it. And the ultimate picture is wild because she's pointing the sword at the camera so you can't see so it actually like a selfie stick yes yes also so you get this weird reflection up and also it looks like a tiny little crossbow <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> so it looks like she's shooting you For, in with the cancer. heart no <laughs> she's the heart so it looks like she's stabbing or shooting you in the heart it's weird Brittany is next she comes oh. up in the strong choice, wrong choice of scarf top with a bonsai tree. Yeah, dove equals bonsai. <laughs> and a secret tattoo reveal. <gasps> I didn't see the secret tattoo. I didn't either. It was on her hip. Do you know what it was? Was it close enough? No. Mm. I'm surprised you didn't give her a ding. Feather, Feather earrings. <laughs> <laughs> but Brittany fails Nigel's pop quiz. And the thing is, look, this is the last time I'm going to defend Brittany this episode. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. She works on instinct. She's in the moment. That's why she's not having a literal thought. And as far as I'm concerned, that's ideal for when you're on a photo shoot is when you're so in the moment mm -hmm. and with it that you're not even having concrete thoughts. You can do passion without being passionate, Yeah, Nigel. I love her saying, I don't think I just do. Even though for the show, I'm like, time to lie, Brittany. Uh -huh. yeah. But I also will say, she got camera time where she talked about having two people in her life dealt with breast cancer. Mm -hmm. I think 
that she was probably trying to protect herself and stay professional because if she thought about them too much, she might end up crying or just not able to function. But good thing Nigel was there to make her cry anyway. Yeah, doesn't matter. Because you have to be able to compartmentalize this stuff so that you can function when you're doing things like that. Otherwise, you'd just be a sobbing mess the entire time, which I know the show loves, but isn't good for a model. That's just when you're putting bees on yourself. That's the only time to cry. (laughs) Oh, no. Am I definitely human, Hannah? No, I'm good with the ribbon. (laughs) Spiral, a.k.a. ribbon dancer. The fact that the photo that was chosen... Oh, my God. ...has the ribbon... Wrapped around her arm. Holding a little wand. Just feels mean. (laughs) This, what is more mean, is the seam in the sequin pants that run right down the middle. (laughs) Who? I think in a future cycle, I just want a a photo shoot, everyone has a ribbon. (laughs) Because we have learned that it just does not work. Like, in photos, for some reason, no one can do a ribbon. I think that would be as hard as dunking them in water. (laughs) (laughs) But much safer. But much Mm -hmm. safer. Michaela comes out. Fresh from her side hug with Nigel. (laughs) In basically Party City Indian Guide Discount Pocahontas. Yeah, this came out of a bag. With a spear. Who knew that Think Pocahontas was going to follow her all the way to this? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah, this is, look, a lot of them are cheap. All of them? Yeah. All, all of them, them are cheap. cheap. Uh-huh. <laughs> I reset my brain. But this is the only one that I'm like, and we're going into offensive. Yes. Mm-hmm. Because I didn't even mind if war pain is one of the choices, would not have chosen it myself, but no. she has chosen it. The the subtle two almost football player esque things in pink on the face. I wish this had been a close up. Mm-hmm. This should have been what the ultimate Jacqueline picture was. Yeah, in my don't opinion, don't walk on with a prop. Instead, the final photo is her crouching down. This is horrible. This is horrible. But Molly's. Oh my god. Angel wings, Molly, with, with her. her prayer candle. <laughs> The candle. Also, I'm going to say that candle's too close to her. (laughs) That candle is too big. Too big. And then her final shot, which I will say, as a model, modeling pretty well. But the final shot, they superimpose tiny little (laughs) angel wings on her. (laughs) It feels very, and it's not because of anything she's doing. It's the candle plus the dress. I guess maybe the pose on the ground also, but it, it becomes very boudoir. Yeah. But it's like very like Christian boudoir. Yes. Ooh, now that's a genre we need to explore as a society. Because <laughs> it's you know, very chaste. You, it oh, is. Oh, Hannah, have you ever read a Christian romance novel? No. She's gonna buy one. I've got your address. You can't this stop me. This is my me. happy place. <laughs> Let me tell you, though, they are interesting because in my, like, church's library, there was a whole section of Christian romance novels. And of Faith-based. course, yes, mm-hmm. but, but every aspect of them followed the plot except for the sex. So, like, all the stuff, but it hit the, the, the stuff you want to read? Well, yeah. I don't know. Like, because if you, if I took the cover without the title, mm-hmm. you would just think it was a traditional romance novel 
It was the See, weirdest thing. It was like they were if trying I to like. I had to write Jesus. a Christian romance novel. It would just be someone fucking Jesus. Jesus. Or like you have you you start a relationship with someone and then it's revealed. Ooh, that a he menage. Is, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. See, now I've sold you. Yeah, but that's not what it's going to be. No, these novels were sweet. (laughs) And you made them dirty. (laughs) And also, Nigel tells Molly to be that angel. And that sounds like a bad 90s ballad, be that angel. (laughs) And this furthers the conspiracy theory that they shoot in the same order because (gasps) Molly is second to last with Alexandria being last. And maybe Jacqueline is always first. Oh, why? But speaking of Alexandria, this outfit that she <gasps> found oh. that exactly matches her skin tone. Is that what it is? In no, the but you can creepiest see way. Can you see through it? Yeah, you can see her belly button. So it's just sheer? sheer. It's a sheer skirt dress. With a, a plaid, a big plaid overlay. This is wild. Wild. This, is, this framed her vagina. None of that matters because she put fake butterflies <laughs> in her hair, a thing I don't even associate with trees. I feel like she's been way all of the hair stuff we have been see- seeing from Alexandria so far in this cycle has the led building. us right to this moment. And she puts fake dirt on the floor. Dirt pile. And then stands on it, but also the dirt is on a trash bag. <laughs> they don't have anyone to clean that up. <laughs> And all, uh, to the surprise of no one, you don't see anything but the upper half of her in the final photo. Because she's naked. <laughs> she's in dirt. <laughs> and Brittany is fully obsessed. Cannot keep Alexandria's name out of her mouth. And I feel like Molly is trying to warn her a little bit here. Uh-huh. I got the vibe. I don't think it's that great. He does, though. Like, Nigel thinks so, so you need to keep your mouth shut. The amount of conversations that we get one-on-one from other contestants talking about wanting to get rid of Alexandria and the other person immediately going, but it's not going to happen is kind of, it's just so interesting. This is Alexandria feels like a new type of character. I'll say in the Mm. top model universe, like the show almost doesn't know how to deal with her because she's taking so much of the attention, but I don't think they expected her to, but everyone else only talks about Alex. Yeah. And now it's also, you know, Brittany's calling her too ugly to model, basically. It's just like... Brittany's thing, the the, the dehumanization, the calling her... She'll, a demon, a devil. Calling her just unattractive, calling her ugly, saying she's ugly inside and out, all this stuff. It's just... it's She's taking what could have been a reasonable amount of dislike of someone that you're having to spend time with, mm-hmm. and she's demonizing her in a way that she's becoming unresponsive to any sort of reason. And it just, yeah, it just it just feels like she has decided to put all of her angst and all of her bad feelings onto this one person. Yes. So we're told that the prize for winning this challenge is a national ad and a PSA for Ford, but we clearly. They were all in the ad. We just looked at the ad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe it was a video PSA, but... Who knows? But at least this time, there was actually an individual prize. Uh-huh. Right and before... one that's so big yeah. that the contestants can't even process it. Right before we get to it, I want the palate cleanser, because this is where this episode, after this, the episode is just Misery. tough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
drunk Hannah confessional. <laughs> <laughs> I am freaking. It's the what we opening quote. I am freaking Houston, Texas right now. I laugh at that. I don't accept that at all. I don't like being considered unmemorable. Because <laughs> I am memorable. I just love that she is Houston, Texas. Yep. Uh, what's so funny is like she, we have so many stereotypes of Houston, Texas, and she hasn't fallen into one of them. That's yet. where the spaceship landed. <laughs> It's also apparently the only thing she knows about herself. Houston. (laughs) Houston, we have a model. (laughs) (laughs) So Alexandria wins, and Nigel introduces her co-star, the 2012 Ford Focus. I did think very quickly. Now, none of these photos were good, as we've already established. I did think it was kind of appropriate that Alexandria got the win once she was allowed to art direct herself. Well, I, I, I considered that too. I was like, oh, wow, it seems like Alexandria might be good at this thing. <laughs> yeah, she's onto something. <laughs> Nigel drags in. How and long did they have to stay in here by the time he went, got this, and slowly drove in? They had to speed up the footage. <laughs> Gives Alexandria the keys. Everyone is plucked. She can't fathom. That this has happened. Mm-hmm. And I looked up the listing price at the time. This is over $20,000. Well, this is what um, that 80% left over went to. <laughs> this is this is fighting the cause. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, Raising no. awareness. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. There's just a little pink ribbon on the back. And Alexandria. Even when Alexandria is in extremis, yes. she finds a way to keep being Alexandria. Yes. Because she says... Mr. Barker gets to shoot my ad. <laughs> the whole sentence from Mr. Barker to gets to to my. <laughs> <laughs> and then says, thank you so much, Ford. She knows where that bread is buttered. Even if, even if, let's say that the the, the charity was an impeccable charity. Mm-hmm. It gets erased from everyone's mind because now this was a Ford commercial. Uh-huh. Yeah. And they were the client, as they we'll hear clients. later. Brittany has the world's most evil Tyra 2 list. <laughs> One, I don't think she's very attractive. Two, I don't think she looks like a model. Well, that's kind of the same thing. <laughs> you picked the ugliest person here as far as their soul. Ooh. And then when Alexandria says, finally, and once again, they've been waiting for Nigel to come back for a long time again. I guess he had to drive the car to the lot and circle. (laughs) Alexandria says, I can hear you. And I say, good for you, Alexandria. Yeah. She didn't hear Molly whisper chime in, but. Because Molly knows how to whisper. (laughs) Brittany is so close to her. She's talking out loud. Everyone's standing around her. Alexandria's already isolated. What is she supposed to do in this scenario? Yeah, what, would Brittany have preferred if she just sat there in silence, facing her, just listening to them be terrible? To, like, And then I know that Alexandria can fall into a kind of victim role situation, and she definitely goes into her submissive whisper voice. Yeah. But here I think it's kind of warranted that she's trying to be like, I'm not going to be confrontational here, but I am no. going to say things that are objectively true. And I agree. Brittany is not nice. Like, her being, you're not nice. And Brittany's just like, <gasps> Yeah, she's, Brittany's screaming things like, pardon my French, but 
you should have gone home like 10 fucking weeks ago. First of all, we had a montage this very episode. It's only been five weeks. <laughs> you wanted her to go home prior to the prank? <laughs> I'm sorry. And the line, the only people that need to give me a chance are the people that matter is a very good line from Alexandria. Yeah. Less good from Alexandria is Alpha Lioness. Yeah. I anytime someone says alpha, mm-hmm. every hackle of my body, all of them, yeah. Up, one t- up, up, up. One time I thought that'd be funny. Oh, I know this story. <laughs> yeah, and and <laughs> for gender, I put alpha male. <laughs> monster it was me at my most monique (laughs) i find the word lioness weird do we what at what point do we decide as a society we needed to gender our lion she's a lady lion tigress oh i'm so sorry i didn't see your lack of mane that's on me i'm mane blind Wait, tigress is a word too. Do we have this yeah. for all of our wild cats? Panthress? No. No. Cheetess. Cheetess. Cheetara. Pumess. Pumess. Your gotcha face. Uh? <laughs> I'm sorry. I feel like I poked a hole uh, in your argument. I'm sorry. We've got Chitara and Chester. <laughs> you can always tell when the episode's about to get rough because all of us as a collective trio are like let's make our own fun real quick (laughs) our brains are like save yourselves oddly you don't want to live through this again at 6 45 (laughs) a.m jay alexander runway trainer is what the tyron says Comes in and doesn't say, hey, bitches. No, he doesn't. Tasha. No, that was Hannah. Was it? It was Hannah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Ugh. Who was sleeping in the pillow nook with a blanket fully over their head? Brittany, I hope. It was Brittany because Brittany was standing in the pillow nook while, because they come from all doors. <laughs> well, Jacqueline's already showered, <laughs> like freshly. Jacqueline never went to sleep. She's got that energy. <laughs> Honestly, the whole silent treatment they were giving Alexandria was really stressing her out. So she just went to the bathroom so she wouldn't have to deal with it. I will say Jacqueline very pointedly doesn't say a word about Alexandria in any of these things, Mm -hmm. but also doesn't defend her. Miss J is also wearing a button-down shirt tied around his neck. (laughs) Sleeves are tied around the neck and it's draped over his chest so you can see it. And underneath is a second button-down shirt. So I have a theory about this. <laughs> it spoils what happens later a little bit. Oh. I think that this uh, was... Oh, I see. One of two things. <laughs> mm-hmm. Thick protection. Or I think it was maybe even meant to be filled with something. Yeah, was it hiding a pack? Yeah. Mm-hmm. We'll talk more about it when we get there. But Because I wrote, what the <laughs> hell is Miss J wear? It's like one of the dumbest looking things. Miss J says... I have just scored us VIP treatment at Universal Studios, so we're going to go on a tour. I have never been there myself. I feel like Miss J at some point was just like, I'll do these things if I get that dinner, if I get mm-hmm. to go on this tour. <laughs> go to Knott's Berry Farm, Universal Studios, Disney, coming for you next season. Mm-hmm. It's the tourist package. 
Uh, definitely Human Hannah has really cute glasses. I'm surprised she needs them, but maybe it's an act. It's an act. <laughs> yeah. We take the studio tour. That is an hour long. We, we get some jaw stuff. And then finally we get to the Bates Motel set. Where, <laughs> where first of all, I think it's the tour guide who says this. It was always my opening quote. Very little is what it appears to be here in Hollywood. <laughs> Maybe it's someone else, but and then No, it was it was the tour guide. <laughs> it was the tour guide. Miss J makes this whole thing which felt real, but then mm-hmm. it is the set for the photo shoot coming up. <laughs> this movie terrorized my black ass. <laughs> for life. <laughs> for life. So funny for life. Yeah. Oh. And then it feels like the tour guide is just messing with Miss J at first. It's good acting to be like, well, why don't we get off here and take a picture? Look, I thought this bit lasted exactly as long as it was supposed to. Agreed. Mm-hmm. For the second time, Mr. J comes out in drag, wearing less makeup than usual. Mm-hmm. More eyebrow, though. Way more eyebrow. These lines are actually pretty funny as the stabs happen. You're not modeling H to T. You're not giving me neck. Where the hell is the smile? <laughs> they put the black and white filter over it. It's all really fun. And like, this is the most fun Molly has had in the entire competition. She thinks they're happen. going to stab each other. <laughs> She's psyched. Because after Mr. J kills Miss J, he says, sometimes you just need a little morning stabbing to get through the tension of the competition. Morning stabbing. <laughs> he also says, what better place to be silly and act crazy than the back lot of Universal Studios? And I really wanted a shot of the tour guide being like, we stay in the trolley. Do not encourage this. I loved Alexandria with her little disposable camera. Like, oh my God. No, 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 no. Her surreptitiously taking photos uh-huh <laughs> well during mr j's speech she's like uh-huh click click, click. but mr j needs to get gussied up before he'll introduce the photographer and the stylist oh my god does he introduce miguel because i think mr j in the future uh-huh. in, in an adr room <laughs> uh-huh <laughs> we've had a lot of we've had a lot of fun with adr here on america's next top model this ADR was the most jarring it's been in a very long time. And I don't know if he just butchered the name. Yes. Is that what you really think it is? Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Miguel Starsevich is the photographer, and Eric Damon is the stylist for Gossip Girl and the reboot of Gossip Girl. I found that fascinating, as well as billions and a bunch of other stuff. I went on to his Wikipedia page. And I need to read you the pettiest paragraph that I have ever read on a Wikipedia page. This man wrote his own page. Give it to us. In 2001, American costume designer, stylish, and fashion designer Patricia Field hired Damon as an, as an assistant costume designer to work with Sex and the City executive producer Sarah Jessica Parker to update the fashion and styling of that then popular <gasps> American television comedy drama series. With a more editorial tone that Ooh. conveyed a downtown New York City style. Wow. Uh-huh. That's been popular. And the paragraph after that details how he went on 
to design capsule collections for Charlotte Roos. <laughs> so if you're saying you are downtown and editorial and then you turn around and say, I designed for Charlotte Roos. The biggest mall brand. <laughs> I've never heard of Charlotte Roos. What uh, is it? It's, it's your Forever 21 wet seal yeah. analog. Oh, never mind. I've seen this logo. <laughs> <laughs> So the brief for the photo shoot is crazy for dot, dot, dot. Literally crazy for. Because psycho. It's so funny because this is classic top model. Everyone gets a slightly different thing. None of them are created equal. Everyone. One of them is really created unequal. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. But also it's one of those that because almost despite itself, I like a lot of the end result pictures. Like, I can tell what the story is. It feels very doable. Yeah. Molly is crazy for accessories. Because they're all capped in a aggressive format, especially oh, in this new font. The color change, the ripples on the Tyron. Oh, gosh. Mr. J still saying schluff. I have a new favorite Molly. And that is the Molly who is struggling to hold her head up <laughs> with the accessories on while doing a talking head. Her she can't even leaning move back. her eyes because all of her tension <laughs> has gone into her neck to hold up her little head. Her leaning back with all these necklaces <laughs> on her. <laughs> I would also argue everyone is crazy for ac- accessories because everyone has on a million accessories in this photo shoot. Yeah, they could have just said jewelry. Jewelry. Yeah, I was. I thought it was jewelry until I rewatched that part of the episode again. I was like, oh, accessories. Because I just thought it was rings for a while. But then I was like, I guess there is a lot of necklace too. I did write down, and I want to pat myself on the back a little bit for this, that I loved her biting the ring. As soon ah. as I saw that, I was like, that's fantastic. We'll yeah. never see it in the photo. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Brittany is crazy for shoes and acts strangely on set, I would say. A little hyper. I get it, though. She was going for a giddiness about it. Mm. She was biting shoes as well. Biting was big. People love putting Brittany in a weird hat. Yeah. But it feels like her ultimate photo... I just feel like there had to have been something better. Oh, oh absolutely there was. Completely. She was this giving was... you a lot of stuff. And the, and I'll wait and talk more about it once we get to it in panel. Mm-hmm. But I absolutely agree with you, yes. Yeah. Hannah is crazy for handbags, and she talks the entire photo shoot. Talks and switches back. It just can't stop changing up the bag. Mostly she's talking about how much she loves bags and this is my favorite subtle captions crunch in a while she says ah i love bags so much they're absolutely amazing but captions crunched it to your absolutely amazing like she was talking to the bags perfect (laughs) jacqueline is crazy for makeup and they base already drew on the giant lipstick mouth Mm -hmm. yeah i I think Jacqueline lucked out with the easiest concept because yeah. you didn't have to do a lot of work to see what the translation of this was. I would also argue that even though all of these are in excess, she's the only one that's also made to look ugly. 
Yes. Yeah. The she rest are just crazed. gorgeous with too much of a thing. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Which made it easy for her. Yeah. Yes. And from easiest to hardest, Kosh is crazy for hair, which we know is Hannah, but crazy <laughs> for hair who gets nothing. Oh, see, I didn't think this was the hardest. No, I don't think it's the hardest. I do oh, think she got the least. there's a hard, hard one. Yes. But she they got- did not give her enough. They gave her nothing. They give her the best, most unique set and then mm-hmm. no actual hair. <laughs> She gets a beauty salon, which, okay, great. That's a great starting point. And then all you have to do is pile wigs on her. Extensions. Those fusion bonds weren't available. Molly's hair wasn't somewhere. (laughs) Yes. Where's Weaving Steven? (laughs) Can you imagine if Molly had still had her makeover and they made her crazy for hair? (laughs) (laughs) Alexandria is crazy for faux fur. Cannot believe she has to wear just practically the exact same thing as and the Rachel Zoe shoot. With this, like, teddy bear fox. See, if it had been more of that, I think I could have gotten more into it. If she was, like, a furry? Yeah. Yeah. Take well, it there. She gets no background. She's oh my, inside the fact the that house. she's in front of this patterned wallpaper where you can't see anything. Well, it's just that they've had a faux fur shoot. <laughs> you couldn't have thought of anything else? like No, because the next one is nothing. Because Michaela is a Maxinista. Yeah, this is by far the hardest one. Crazy for sales. And you know how, when you go to a store that has a sale, they have bags <laughs> with sale printed <laughs> on the back. <laughs> bags and bags and bags. And gift boxes. <laughs> Top model thinks that gifts are sales. <laughs> this is on super sale. No, I gave it to you. It was a present. <laughs> it's your birthday, Tyra. <laughs> you couldn't do crazy for watches and just had them all the way up their arm and around their waist or something. Crazy for belts if you want it. Like, there are so many other Hats, things. Coats. Hats. Ugh. Crazy for coats, and it's just like a poncho made of kids, like <laughs> nobody. The children, it's the children in a trench coat. <laughs> you have to take three pictures, and then they superimpose them, so you're on top of yourself. I think I've discovered the problem with Britney. Mm. You know how I was really in on Britney uh, as Catherine Hepburn. Yes. Mm. Now that she has pushed the bangs back, mm. that fun transatlantic character out the window yes Mm, that makes sense to me it's like an on and off switch yeah back at the house we learn that everyone has moved upstairs everyone's in the bunk bedroom and here's where we realize the difference truly between britney and the other contestants Mm. is that the rest of them are very aware that alexandria is doing well in the competition Mm -hmm. yes britney's whole logic is, well, we all look better than that, and therefore she's going home. Beyond calling Alexandria that, which, come come on. Come on. Also, you can't just decide that you think Alexandria is quote-unquote ugly, and now she's going home just because you've declared that you hate her. It's weird, because the rest of them are sick of Alexandria, but they're like, she's not going home. Yeah, Molly and Michaela are specifically like, she's definitely staying. Oh, yeah. I do love the transition of Alexandria by herself, and the show makes all the lights go out as if Alexandria (laughs) wills them out. I would sleep in a different bed every night. I would, too. I would sleep in that (laughs) bathtub. Yep. Mm Mm-hmm. 
I enjoyed this behind the scenes. I enjoyed the, I have weird bra stuff happening. <laughs> I love seeing the couple of moments we've had of the pre-panel backstage where Tyra just changes an outfit. That feels so real to me. What was weird was the blaming the stylist when we have been told that- Do you st- have bras? <laughs> Don't bras. forget bras. <laughs> the outfit she changes into- <laughs> Neither was good. That jacket did not belong over that shirt. No. And I wrote- Oh, we're at panel, and we're at minute 24. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Like, I knew this was happening soon. This is the one plot line from this cycle that, if you've watched it, is burned into your memory. Mm. Didn't actually 100% know that it was this episode. Had a feeling. But as soon as I saw that we were only at the 24-minute mark with 20 minutes left, I was like, oh, here we go. <laughs> Buckle up. Have you noticed that? When Tyra does the prizes now, all of the contestants get super fidgety and shouldery. It makes me wonder how long they have to stand in the uh, dark. Yeah. Waiting for panel to start. Oh, gosh. That would be so disorienting, too. Hannah is first. Sorry. I do want to uh, give you just a little of the introduction Tyra has for our guest judge. And this man, Mr. <laughs> Eric Damon, one of the top stylists on the globe. <sighs> And then as she introduces the photo shoot, she says, you were a girl that was obsessed with fashion and had lost her mind at a tea party. Tea party? And what item of fashion were you obsessed with? This photo is wild. Also, Hannah's wearing her special snake necklace to panel. And we'll see. <laughs> that's not the end of the animal necklaces. Yeah, animal necklaces. It's from the house. They just, this was around the house. <laughs> Maybe they've this... been crafting. I'm going to say it, y'all. I actually really like this photo. There's something so, like, Wild someone walked in on her stealing these. And yes, she's like, ah. I love I love the super tense hands. Yes. I can't imagine any other scenario where I would, but they really work here. I don't get this whole Shadow <laughs> Alice in Wonderland thing that they gave her. Yeah, and I'm going to say it. A, this, this, <laughs> okay, you're going to say it. Say it, say it, say it. Why is there a sand timer? On the table. She's late. She's late for a very important date. And she only has five minutes BC. to take as many bags as she can carry. <laughs> so, but let's say this. So, she's at a tea party in front of the Bates Motel. Uh-huh. And she's obsessed or crazy for handbags and is leaving. According slash to her hat, she's the Mad Hatter. <laughs> she's also naked. It does kind of look like she's naked. It's just such, I do like it though. I just do. I do too. I'm not mad at it. It's weird and it works. It's really weird photography. It's also that it's in the middle of the day, which for me is even, I don't know. There's something so strange about this. I had one critique. I wish instead of one of these many rings that she has, she just had one tiny little purse. (laughs) (laughs) Like that was the last one she was picking up and she's like, and you too. Molly is next. And I mean... I love this photo. I think that this works. I think it's gorgeous. I think it could actually be an ad. And I can't believe that you can see the crazy through a veil. Through the veil. I don't think she's lusting. I think her eyes are looking off. Yeah, I I don't see lust at all. I see the right kind of obsession. Mm-hmm. She definitely looks like she lives in that house. I do love sensuality and lunacy as a Tyra 2 list. <laughs> but yeah, I I think she did so well. And Molly has a tiger necklace on. 
Who knows where they got these? So weird. Jacqueline is next. Her little hip swivel for I was crazy for makeup. (laughs) The weird thing about this photo that I cannot get over is the reflection of all the light reflectors. Yes! It's so distracting, especially because it almost, for if you quickly glance at this, it looks like it's an effect coming off the mirror. Yes. Like her mirror. It also makes her look like she's at the circus. Why would you not edit it out? And why is she in front of an ice machine? And why are there mirrors atop that ice machine? Yeah. Why is this ice machine a vanity? Unless they're implying she like hit a body in there. Maybe. I like this photo. I think her face is serving what the photo calls for. It's not my favorite, though. No. I agree on both counts. It's easy. It's good, but it's... And it's a new look for... I mean, anytime she proves to them that she's... Not a baby. Not her voice. It's a win for her. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's so sad because it is so true of what she's fighting against. (laughs) Baby face! (laughs) That, by the way, we haven't heard... About that baby face in such a long time. And I think it's because every she realized single... She realized they're never going to do anything about it. Well, but also it's never in the picture. No. Michaela is next. No. This is just nothing. It's also so dark that the flash is... Uh... They started so early. How is it dark when they ended? And it's why also... is the sign not on? The thing about the sign being so prominent is Bates Motel is extremely recognizable. Yeah. So then your brain starts trying to piece. Let's say you saw this separate from the show. So your brain's it... like, well, what is this referencing? An estate sale at the Bates Motel. Which isn't a bad storyline in some way, but like, it's just so odd that they decided to, for this particular one, that people like, Jacqueline get ice machine. Mm-hmm. The crazy for sales needs the actual recognizable sign. Yeah, the uh, the present box just makes <laughs> no sense. It looks. I do kind of look like it's she's catching it. If there had been multiple boxes and she was just, it was raining sales. <laughs> <laughs> also, why is her outfit so ugly? <laughs> no, you can blame because all of table. those items were sale. Yeah, sale items. Oh. Mm. And she has a head wrap on for some reason. I just I honestly don't know how anyone would have made this setup work. No. No. I just don't was... think it's doable. I don't think it is either. Kasha is next. Y'all. This is, this is wild. I love this picture so much. <laughs> I, I love it. Love that she just chose to make crazy eyes. I love it. I love it so much. Why is she a negligee? care about anything but her face <laughs> they gave her nothing and she made a meal out of I it agree. yes i agree with I that i dig i dig this photo though <laughs> this is where the darkness helped the flash was nice on this because it felt mm-hmm. like she was caught yes mm-hmm. like <laughs> well and she's got the murder window on the left with the blood <laughs> so it looks like she killed her stylist <laughs> I was like, I'll do it myself. <laughs> and put the stylus hair on top of her head. Imagine this being in your portfolio. <laughs> I'd be like, what's this for? And she's like, I don't know. You tell me. Hair. crazy for hair. <laughs> oh, I was crazy for hair. You for don't these understand. Slides, for these little kitten heel slides. <laughs> they gave her literally nothing. She has a bracelet on. Nothing. A necklace. And even a the big even hair the, bow, which isn't big enough. And imagine, if you will, let's say they didn't give her more hair, 
but they had the floor filled with empty hairspray bottles. Brushes. But they still only have, like, a curling iron to the side. (laughs) So stupid. (laughs) I love this picture so much. (laughs) I can hear this picture. You can't hear this picture. <laughs> I'm y'all. Kasha is becoming top tier to me. Oh yes. Well, especially I, now that we don't have Monique. Yeah. Well, I mean, but Kasha to me, I'm like, there's a part of me that if I didn't know the eventual outcome of this, I'd be like, is she gonna win? Winner? Yeah. yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. Now we have to get into it. Alexandria is next. I don't think this in and of itself is like a bad photo. I, I think her face looks pretty nice. She's not really doing much. No. And the framing of this is bizarre. Yes. Especially the chunk. It needed more faux fur. I feel like you would see someone walking around in this and you would think that person's tacky, but you wouldn't think they were insane. Yeah. And the chunk taken out that's right at her head looks like a mistake or something. You Mm -hmm. see the wallpaper right there? Yes. It's just not, yeah, it's not positioned well. And then Nigel makes a decision. To call out Britney's behavior during Alexandria's judging. I think he thought he was going to find something out about Alexandria here. Because at first he refers to it as a sort of extraordinary performance between you and Britney. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I also found it odd. I I absolutely did not remember it happening during Alex's Very strange. And then Britney rolls her eyes. Rolls her entire head. Oh, here we go. And then immediately, and this has kind of been her tactic the entire time, is like, we all think this. Right. And to be fair, it does kind of seem like the the rest of the contestants are ready to agree with her. But the rest of them are also like, but we're not going to say anything because we realize what's about to happen. Yeah. I don't know. How do you guys, I mean, we can go into the individual quotes, but a lot of them make me feel really upset. But like, I just... I don't know. I I hate that her whole thing is that you pick the wrong role model. We see the real Alexandria at home and she's not a role model because what a just a crappy thing to say. Yes. But also, Brittany, you're not a role model either. Well, I mean, talking about this happening during Alexandria's time instead of Brittany's, this should have happened when he saw it. Yes. He should have addressed it while it was happening. So to make this decision to like, sit and stew but while alexandria is in the spotlight Mm -hmm. and asking her to react and respond it's putting so much work and weight onto her yes and also britney's tactic of i was talking with them and she overheard don't know and nigel literally knows how close you were Uh uh-huh if you knew this was coming and i guess this points to once again like how far down a path britney is she knew it was coming she had to know yeah, her expression when it started being brought up implied that she did. I think anybody else in the scenario would be like, "I got emotional. I was wrong. It won't happen. I let my emotions get the best of me. I'm not going to do it again." And she expends all of this energy and emotion on defending something that's clearly not defensible. Well, she has worked herself up into such a frenzy mm-hmm. that there is no going back. I think because. Every bad thing is now Alexandria. So she's completely gone off the cliff of like rationality in the situation. And any only it'll only be fixed if Alexandria goes home. So it almost feels like this last ditch effort 
to try to tank Alexandria. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a talking about role models. There was a a weird energy around, and it goes later too. But like that, shutting up is about is how to be a role model. There, how to the, be a, a team player? How to display sportsmanlike behavior? You know, made me very uncomfortable about because they keep saying speaking up and shutting up. Like there's this disconnect of what you are should be doing because you could say the way you handled yourself was unprofessional Mm -hmm. and then then needing to talk or not talk and when you can and shouldn't was really murky i agree with you because it makes it seem like the problem was the volume and the act of saying anything as opposed to the content of what she was saying exactly yeah they're trying to make this a this or that situation where this is correct and that's not correct, but really it was the context in which she did it. I thought they came the closest, and again, closest, I want to emphasize <laughs> that. When Tyra said, when we, when someone's getting something, we don't think they deserve. We don't have to express that, you know? Sure. And I do think that, that there's a nugget of truth there of like, when someone's getting something and you just think like, oh, they don't, they don't, they're not, talented enough to get that like they they don't whatever mm-hmm. like yeah there, if there's nothing you can do about it expressing it's not going to do much of a difference except make you look bitter about yeah. it you're going to lose jobs to people you don't like and that's a part of life but all the stuff surrounding it like the two of you just discussed just oosh i think it's because we've also experienced so much on this show people being told not to advocate for themselves in harmful and dangerous situations that anytime the show takes a chance to be like, yeah. it's a business shut up. I'm like, that's not the, I, I don't think that should ever be the lesson. I always go back to Kenya in on set for the lotion mm-hmm. or, mm. or Carrie D yep. getting or Carrie hypothermia. D yeah. Because that's what it felt in line with the way it was talked about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And the weird apology that comes later. Well, and that Brittany is from what, and some of this is Brittany, but I think some of it is also the panel when she says, I understand it was the wrong time. And I just feel horrible that I made myself look like a bad person. Yeah. And I don't think she's necessarily taking the wrong lesson. I think she understood what they told her. Yeah. Yeah. She walks off set. I was about to say, one thing Brittany knows how to do is make every single commercial break. (laughs) (laughs) So she walks off set. And I will say, this isn't good, but she does seem like she has had maybe a panic attack before Mm -hmm. and is employing a strategy to calm herself down. I agree. Yeah, there was a very purposeful child's pose, this is how I calm myself down Mm -hmm. thing going on. Drinking water. Yeah, regulating Mm -hmm. things felt real that I totally bought the like. I am in the middle of a panic attack right now. The grossest thing is Tyra saying to the other contestants, this is fashion, darling. Believe me, I've seen it all. And I'm like, you haven't seen this. What are you talking about? (laughs) This isn't a fashion moment that's happening. So Brittany comes back out for her judging. Tyra clearly picked the worst photo on purpose. Yep. Yeah, there was a switcheroo that happened at some point. Here's my problem with it. And I said I was going to talk about this later. It would have such a bigger impact if she chose one of the photos. Like, Brittany probably had a couple great photos. If she had chosen one of them and said, but your behavior was so bad that you're still in the bottom two. Mm -hmm. 
to pick the one bad photo to make it seem like well once you do a bad thing you're suddenly not a good model anymore like that's not how it works because i think tyra was trying to get britney off the show Mm -hmm, for sure so it was tyra's strategy to pick a bad photo in her mind Mm -hmm. of britney so that the other judges would agree with her yes but i would say yes this is a bad photo i still think britney looks pretty gorgeous in it despite that it's not the brief and she has this funky thing on her head which looks wild but it is kind of like maybe it's just because of the hair plus the lighting but there is sort of a silent movie thing yeah that's evoked i'm saying it's not the worst photo Mm -mm. i also think it's interesting because they have set an a precedent because we had that week where alexandria got first call out Mm -hmm. on her week of quote-unquote bad behavior Mm mm-hmm So now they've set this weird precedent that bad behavior doesn't mean anything. But also now, because Tyra's upset about this particular thing, now it does. Private panel. It's almost Alice in Wonderland, but doesn't quite get there. Was it supposed to, Andre? (laughs) Yes, because Tyra said it it did. did. (laughs) Also, yes. Uh, Andre says that Michaela should have put a bag on her head. But also says that Kasha is fiercely fabulous. So Nigel is emoting this week. Ugh. The faux fox fur eyes. <laughs> Will haunt your dreams. <laughs> when Tyra says, how do you feel about Britney's performance? You know, performance as a human, as a person. I was like, ooh, a little insight into Tyra's <laughs> mind. <laughs> also, the opposite of fake is rudeness. Now, I'll say this. I do think... I can't believe I have to agree a little bit with Tyra. Yeah. I've said this before, I think on this very podcast and definitely in real life, that I do think there are folks that think as long as they're saying something, quote, honest, quote, truthful, that they can say whatever they want whenever they want and no one should ever get mad at them no matter how they express it. Yes. And so I do think that at some point, unfortunately, the opposite of fake did become rude <laughs> to people but it's not what was happening here no i, I agree with you yeah. i'm just saying that's context free of the episode i agree sure. with the sentiment i just wish it had anything to do <laughs> what was happening and then private er panel <laughs> <laughs> private er panel private er panel <laughs> oh i like that one alexandria once again, finding a way to keep on Alexandria-ing by giving notes to the other contestants on how they could have bullied her better. <laughs> this is what you should have done. To be fair, I think Alexandria was gaslit into thinking they were friends. Now, do I also think Alexandria likes to immediately think people are friends if they are not aggressive towards her? Yes, I do. Do I think she would have been happier if nobody had talked to her the entire time? Absolutely not. (laughs) Absolutely not. But I will say, I think it is jarring to think that all this hatred was bubbling underneath and no one decided. Because we saw multiple times people friendly interactions with alexandria there was hair braiding tons of it and i'll say this too and i find this fascinating this group is not backing down about agreeing with britney including hannah 
Because Michaela, we've seen it. Molly, of course. How how could she not? <laughs> now we're getting Hannah and Kasha stuff. There's like, we do want you to go home though. Like that was bad, but still, we do we just we dislike you. Like it's so interesting. I, mm. I know I've said that word too much this episode, but like they hate her. Yes. In a way we've not seen before. I think it's, it's that all they talk about. I think it's literally all they talk about. Yeah. It's I, possible they're winding each other up. Yeah, that's what I mean. Kasha does have the thing of saying that she is five different people. And we've only seen two. two. <laughs> then we go back to private panel. This is one of my favorite moments in top model history. Mm-hmm. So much so that after I watched it, I called Alexander <laughs> to be like, have you watched it yet? So I could. It was late. I thought you'd be asleep, Hannah. <laughs> was late. Yeah. Sorry. Listeners, Hannah was offended that I, I didn't was, call her. I was hurt. I, I had just <laughs> talked to you about MasterChef. I have a different and separate yet equal relationship with the two of you. So Tyra relitigates to Kara. Well, first of all, she says, this is a vote. She makes this really clear thing that I don't choose. This is a vote. Now, I'm arguing with four people. That's risky because you can make a tie so easily, but that's neither here nor there right now. Maybe the guest judge gets half a vote. (laughs) And she was like, I haven't disagreed. Clearly, the other three judges are like, keep Brittany. They even outwardly say it later. Yeah, I mean, this spoils the end of the episode. There is zero tension. But it's okay because the look behind the curtain is fascinating enough that it doesn't matter but i want to know i want to know something that is not explained is the entire positioning voted on or does tyra Mm. pick the top because we only know that they vote on the bottom two and who goes home Mm. when we don't have any like clear understanding of how the right is very interesting yeah i would love uh, if they picked like the order as a group but that could take i mean imagine if even the three of us always tried to do that like we would yeah yeah, we'd get into stalemates all the time but i love this takara conversation because tyra's like i haven't disagreed with the rest of the panel so much since cycle three takara and nigel goes "Mm, you were right back then with hindsight i agree with you and we shouldn't have sent takara home tyra's response of huh telling well and also that nigel is the only one that was there so andre and eric just have to sit there being like "Mm, who but i love that yeah because it was top model's greatest mystery why takara went home and but now is also the lifetime achievement (laughs) fierce award winner Because Tyra's done, this is great. Tyra's done everything in her power to support Takara, seemingly since the show, because she thought it was such a mistake. I kind of love more of this, Tyra, please. Agreed. I also think that this problem would have been solved for Tyra if she had sent Michaela home last week. Uh huh. Agreed. This is still somehow how Monique planned everything. (laughs) (laughs) And when Tyra went home that night, on her kitchen counter was one tiny bowl. A barbecue chicken. Raw barbecue chicken. (laughs) With a bite out of it. To be fair, we know Tyra loves barbecue sauce. (laughs) That's true. Canonical. Call out order. Jacqueline is first. They loved it. And captions crunched parenthetical normal voice for Jacqueline saying thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Get out of here, captions. They don't need more support. (laughs) 
<laughs> I just love that they were like, oh, it's not our, it's not our weird voice. So we gotta- <laughs> <laughs> now captions can hear Jacqueline's voice. <laughs> Caption starts putting in parentheses before Jacqueline. Not editorial. <laughs> Molly is second. Would have been my number one. Samesies. Hannah is third. Yeah. Yeah. Would have been my second. And Kasha is fourth. Would have been my third. <laughs> so just and shift Jacqueline down. Exactly. And then yeah. Jacqueline would have been my fourth. And those me. are your good photos this week. <laughs> yep. There, again, clear delineation between mm. good, not good. Alexandria escapes the bottom. You can't put her in the bottom after this. I'm not saying. I'm shocked yeah. the show. Yeah. Well, yeah. Which leaves Michaela v. Brittany. Michaela, your smize never knows when to appear. You got is that my, scared smize. Is that is that my cute? Oh, uh, uh, <laughs> it just it keeps coming in on the like wants to come in on the one and the three. <laughs> <Is> there- <laughs> Don't make me smize. Don't make me smize. Really wants everyone to know that she isn't responsible for this decision. This would have been horrifying. <gasps> this week. I was outvoted. If it was just a monarchy, you would be going home. Does Tyra want a monarchy? Maybe. Maybe after this. And I don't know what you can do to prove that you deserve to be here. I wish I could say do X, do Y, do Z. Woof. Yeah, where do you go from there? Like, this might be the most upset and legitimately angry Tyra's been in a long time. Yes. She clearly really did. Tyra's not a good enough actor for this. No. Like, she was mad. And then to follow it up with just walking up to Michaela saying, I'm sorry. Like, you should be here. Brittany, terrible. Boo. <laughs> Michaela, come on. Look at this panel. Look. <laughs> Look at these bombshell bones. Ugh. <laughs> <sighs> uh. And I love Michaela's being like, yeah, panel was crazy, but we're at panel to be judged on a photo, and mine wasn't better than hers. Though it does feel a little like Michaela's saying, they're not picking good photos of me. That has been Michaela's theme this whole episode, and I support her. <laughs> yep. Also, we ended up with a real lopsided collage photo. Very, yeah, we yes. did. Very left of center. Um, her name is Michaela Chapani. Chapani? S-C-H- I-P-A-N-I. And that's also her Instagram. Um, After the show, she signed with iModel Management, Paragon Models Mexico, Fenton Model, oh, Fenton Moon New York, and Ford Models Miami. Listen to some of these magazines and commercials she was in. She worked. Baltimore Style, L, Men's Fitness, People, Swish Wash, Swish Wash, Swish Wash, International, and Vogue. So just got into Vogue. And cool. she was in she was in commercials for a lot of stuff, but including Bank of America, Coca-Cola, Dunkin' Donuts, and Tampax. Like wow. big recognizable names. Now um partners in a coffee company called Sith and Co. Sith C Y T H is an acronym. What? That stands for Come You'll Thrive Here. Wait, hmm. Mm-hmm. In Oakland Park, Florida. Found her LinkedIn, which you know I love. Mm-hmm. Nothing too super notable about it. Um, she's got a very cute, short, curly haircut now. And I know that 
all social media is a lie and we're always just projecting what we want. But I got to say, she seems really happy. <laughs> she just does. She seems like she's living a great life. I love that she's a business owner. I, I don't know. Michaela just seemed like she was, was a working model, continued Worked. to be a working model, and now has a company and a, a life. Great. Also, slight top model math, Monique and Michaela would have been switched. Sure. Sure. It's a shame that Michaela and her elimination were interrupted or overshadowed by this. It kind of reminds me of the Celia tells Tyra about Talia moment. Mm. And you kind of forget about Courtney because of that. Or like Rebecca at the double elimination. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I, we just didn't get that much time, it feels like, with Michaela, which is wild when we're this far into the cycle. Well, Michaela was working hard as a producer. She didn't have time for talking heads and stories. I do think she is one of the most purely gorgeous contestants who've, who's ever been on the show. Yeah, there's a yeah. reason she's had so much success modeling. This cycle has just been so interesting because, with a couple of exceptions, mostly Monique, I feel like every time someone leaves, we're like, didn't know him. Yes. Yeah. Because the cycle is very focused on pretty much the contestants that are remaining. And I would even say even then, we're only getting glimpses of Kasha. Mm-hmm. And Hannah is just kind of commenting on the situation. Mm-hmm. We're, we're having... We we're having fun po- with Hannah. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't think... I don't... I don't know. I feel like there are people who are probably Hannah fans because she is a successful model. But also, like, again, couldn't tell you anything about her. And if you can tell us something about you, you should rate, review, and subscribe (laughs) to this podcast. We love hearing from you, your hot takes, your iced tea. You can also reach out to us at podleadum.com or send us an email at podleadum at gmail.com. And don't forget to go to Spotify, those five stars. Mm -hmm. Going Mm -hmm. up and up and up and up. You don't even have to write anything. They don't have have words. The dream. (laughs) You can find me anywhere at Yet Charming. Come say hi on Instagram at Hannah Jane Ginsburg. And I'm on Twitter at JW Crump. And be sure to use the hashtag podleadum anytime you do. Otherwise, it'll disappear forever. (gasps) It'll fade out just like an eliminated model. (laughs) So for podleadum, I have been Alexander Price. I'll be Hannah Jane Ginsburg. And I'm JW Crump. And we'll see you on top. Podleadum is not endorsed by America's Next Top Model, Tyra Banks, 10 by 10 Entertainment, or any of their subsidiaries. It is intended for entertainment and informational purposes only. America's Next Top Model and all names, pictures, and audio clips are registered trademarks and copyrights of their respective trademark and copyright holders. 